0: What to do when your spouse wants a divorce? This is Coach Lee, and I'm going to talk to you about that in the next few minutes. And I suggest that you watch this video through at least twice, because not only will repetition help your anxiety, but it will help you to recall these things in moments, especially when there's pressure and you need to remember these things. The first thing I suggest you do, if you want to know what to do when your spouse wants a divorce, is that you simply address the reason that they want the divorce and stick with me on this. It's a little more complicated than it sounds. Usually when one spouse says to the other, I want a divorce. They also say why they will say because of this. And one of the best things you can do is in that moment, not fight with them because usually when they say that their mind is pretty much made up in terms of what they want to do. And so you're not going to be able to just have a conversation with them and make them say, you know what? You're right. I was wrong. I don't want to divorce anymore. Usually this has been coming for a long time. A lot of times though, we also see where it appears to be out of nowhere, but it's not out of nowhere in terms of their mind. Usually they have been dealing with it for a while. They've been thinking about it for a while. So the first thing to do is to address the issue. And I don't mean that you do it in a way where you try to create more conflict at this stage, because keep in mind, you have time, especially in a marriage situation. It's not dissolved quickly. Most states have a cooling off period. Some of them, it's even a year. A lot of countries have that as well. And so you don't have to fix this in this moment. And you need to take that pressure off of yourself because it's just not going to happen in this moment. But you can make it worse. So you can't just get them to change their mind in this instant, but you can certainly push them in the other direction. And that's what you don't want to do. You don't want to keep pushing them further in the direction of divorce. And so what you will do is restate their reason to them, tell them that you are very sorry that it's been that way, that you understand their decision and then state that you don't want the divorce, but that you understand why they do. And finally, just say, I hope maybe in time you can reconsider, but I understand that right now you can't. And then say, I love you. And that's about all you need to do in that moment because you cannot get anywhere when they have finally brought themselves to tell you that. And it might open up a discussion. A lot of times they will begin talking to you about this. And it's important to remain calm and not turn this into a fight. See, this is information gathering. That's all you're trying to do is hear them out. And you will need to sprinkle some apologies in there without excuse or justification. Just say, I'm so sorry. I understand. And I'm so sorry. That's what you need to do in that moment. I'm going to get into other things that you need to do. But in that moment, because you can't fix this in a second, you are very unlikely to get a recommitment to the relationship in this moment. But you could make things a lot worse. And that's what we don't want to do. And we want them to see you as reasonable and that you get them, that you understand why they feel this way. That's actually a very powerful thing. When you think someone understands you, it can be really helpful to how they view you in the future. And at the moment we are working toward changing their mind in the future. This moment is only to prevent you from making it worse. And if you already have, you want to try to go back to them with this at some point, you probably will have another conversation and you do what I have said that you need to do. Or you simply tell them, I responded poorly when you told me that. I understand why you want it. I'm so sorry that I've been this way or that this has happened or that you feel this way. And you need to be sincere about that don't just say well i'm sorry you feel that way that's not how you say it you need to say it more like i'm so sorry that you feel this way but i understand and i want to make things better i can't in this moment but i hope maybe one day you could reconsider that's all you want to say and they might get angry and they might say i'm not going to reconsider and you know why a lot of this is going to be you listening and they may get upset keep listening keep showing understanding because You connect powerfully with someone when they feel that you understand them, even if they're angry in the moment. And you also want to leave room to where maybe they feel like they went overboard, like they were too mean in the situation, but yet you handled it well. That can actually cause them to reconsider some other things as well, because they may say, you know, if I was wrong in being that harsh to them, maybe, just maybe, I'm wrong about this divorce too. All you want to do is create some doubt in the moment, just a little bit. You're not going to get it all in that moment. You want to start the path to doubt for them. Number two, stop negative interactions. If you want someone to work on this with you, then you have to show them that you can have positive interactions with them. You have to rebuild some of that warmth and connection because if you think about it, does this scenario make sense? Look, I know you don't want to be in this relationship, but if I make it really difficult, will you work on it? It's really backwards, isn't it? And a lot of couples... Will decide they are going to attack the issues and they're gonna have all these arguments and fights and yelling matches and somehow that's gonna fix it. It's not. It's gonna do the opposite. I know that pop psychology and pop culture will tell you that the most important thing you could possibly do is to dissect your issues and go into conflict with this person and that'll make them want to come back. No, that's not gonna make them want to come back. That's gonna make them want to run the other direction even further. For example, if you can picture yourself on the first date, were you two in conflict? Did you say, I have a list of issues here, and I'm going to tell you why you're so difficult to be married to, and I'm going to tell you how I feel about it, and we're going to yell, and we're going to get upset at each other, and we're not going to reach any conclusions, but we are going to have one heck of a fight. Would you do that on the first date? It's nonsense. No one would do that on the first date. You're actually looking to get along. You're looking to find areas of commonality, areas of union, That's what you're doing on a first date because you want a second date. And that's what you have to do now. It's similar to if someone goes to a boss and they say, I want to quit my job. As a matter of fact, I'm quitting my job. I won't be back. And then the boss calls them the next day and says, hey, I know you quit your job, but I'm just wondering if you work this weekend, 12 hours a day, it's going to be really difficult and it's going to be really tough and I'm not going to pay you. Would you like your job back? Most people would say, are you crazy? I quit this job because I hated it and now you're saying come work on the weekend for free at a job that I hate and maybe I could have it back? I don't want it back. It would not make any sense. It would be the exact opposite and the boss would probably not get a return call. The person would just want to get away. That's kind of how it is right now. You have to give them a reason and if they have to work hard for something they don't want anymore, they're not going to do it. Why would they? If they have no motivation, why would they work for it? We work hard when we're motivated and when we want something, but when we don't, when we just want to get away from it, that's the last thing we want to do. And so I encourage you to ignore all these so-called experts who suggest that the way to get this person who wants to leave you back is to make it really difficult because that is the opposite. That is someone who has gotten into their head too much and tried to sell a book or a video or whatever. It's not good advice. That's not how our grandparents did it. That's not how couples have done it for thousands of years. But for some reason in our modern time, we think that by making the situation even more repulsive, we can reattract them. It's silly. You have to start with eliminating the negative behavior and re-establishing positive interaction. Give them some warm interaction, some warm connection with you, some good events that they can remember so that they can start to feel a little better about you and about their connection to you. So that maybe they even start to think that... You are a source of peace for them in a difficult world. That's the goal I suggest that you take on now. Your goal is to become their peace in a difficult world, not their stress, not their challenges, not more work. I want you to be easy in a difficult world. And by easy, I mean, it's easy to be with you. It's easy to be around you. You're not on their case. You're not making it difficult for them. They're not having to walk on eggshells. It's just easy. They can breathe a sigh of relief when they're with you. That's what you want in a world where they feel like they lose with certain people and they struggle with others. They can win with you. They feel like a winner around you and it doesn't take much just takes their presence. They don't have to earn it. They don't have to read your mind. They don't have to figure it out. You open your arms and you welcome them and they can win with you. That's what it needs to feel like. Before I get to number three, get my free mini course on saving a marriage. This is really important. This is a really good course and it's going to be really helpful if you're experiencing a situation where your spouse wants a divorce. You can get it at myexpatcoach.com. Just click on marriage. You'll see free mini course and get that and watch that. Go through that course, pay attention. It can really help. And it's free. Again, it's at myexpatcoach.com, and you'll see the marriage tab. Number three, start projecting into the future. What I mean by that is not that you get a crystal ball, It's that you start referring to the two of you in the future. And so maybe when they're complaining to you, and they probably will, because in some ways they want to fight. They want you to challenge them, because they want to get out some of that anger and resentment. They want a channel to attack you for it. Don't give them that, because that's actually a negative experience for both of you. You want this person to be able to relate to you and to even feel like you're their friend again. You have to start small, but you want to project into the future by saying, I hope one day you can forgive me. What's interesting about that is that you're not saying in that moment, forgive me right now, but you're saying one day, I hope you can. You're putting it into their mind that yes, maybe they can't right now. And asking for them to do that in the moment would be unreasonable. Asking them to commit to the marriage again right now in this moment would be unreasonable. But saying, I hope one day, maybe you can reconsider. Not saying one day you'll reconsider, you wait and see, nothing like that just, I hope one day you can reconsider. And they might say, well, I won't. It's understandable. And what you need to say is, I understand. All I can do is hope. That's what you're going to say. This is not going to be conflict. This is not going to be a fight. You're actually just understanding them. You're letting them talk and you're not giving them any negativity. You're not acting like you're out of touch with them by suggesting that you two start going through the issues again and doing all that difficult stuff to save the marriage when they don't want to because you understand that they don't have any motivation. You actually want them to say afterwards, that went a lot better than I thought it would, or that was a lot easier than I thought it would because it opens the door for them to say, maybe they're not as unreasonable as I thought, or maybe, just maybe I could change my mind about this. All you want is a little chink in the armor. The small cracks in the armor can lead to messages and changes of heart inside of them. Number four is, don't leave. If you two live together, if they insist on you leaving, that might be something else, but you want to try to slow play that. You don't want to just say, well, if you want a divorce, then I'm going to leave because when you leave, what happens usually is that if they are in such a state where they're telling you, I want a divorce, then you leaving is going to be something they welcome. They are going to get relief from it and they are going to get an appetizer or a trial of the divorce. And what happens if they like it? They like this new freedom. They're not afraid of losing you in that moment. And so that's not something you can use as leverage or to threaten them. And if you do leave, they are probably going to enjoy what it feels like. And you don't want them to do that. You don't want them to get to experience the divorce in the exact moment that they want it the most. Because it will feel like a vacation. It will feel like paradise. So try your best. If the situation allows that you two can stay in the same living place, the same home, the same apartment, whatever that is. But the statistics show that when you leave, when you two separate, your odds of reuniting and staying in the marriage actually go down. So I do have a video about that. And I will link to that in the end screen here if you are separated what to do. But if you are, you want to try to do the same types of things as far as reestablish some positive interaction. And you want to eventually be able to bring on the table again that you two move back in together. But like I said, there's more on that in the mini course that I talked about and also in the video I'm going to have at the end screen here. Now I'm going to get to the fifth point, And then after that I have a closing point. So be sure to stick around for that. Number five, be a good teammate during this time. So if you have children together, Be a good co-parent, make sure the kids respect them and show respect to your spouse in front of the kids, show a unified front as many situations as possible, whether that's bill paying, whether that's things around the house or things outside of the house, whatever interactions you have with your spouse, be a teammate where they feel like they can rely on you and where the two of you are united that it's so important. And one of the best ways you can do that is actually to have family meals together, if you used to do that. So that's mom, dad, and the kids, because it feels like the team's there, the band's back together. That's what we want them to feel. Don't bring attention to it. Don't say, do you see what a good teammate I'm being? Do you see what a good spouse I'm being? Don't be that way. That will make it seem forced and fake. You don't want that. Part of being a good teammate in a marriage is that you would prioritize and commit yourself to fulfilling them sexually. And so that means that even though they have told you this, if you two are still in the same house, don't take sex off the table as far as you're part of this. If they do, that's another matter. But as far as you're concerned, since you two are still married and you do still live together, if that's what they want to do, you're not just a willing participant. You are an enthusiastic participant because sex is going to be one of the best ways that you can restore some of that connection and warmth between the two of you i talk about this in other videos but women produce oxytocin which is a bonding chemical that bonds the two of you together and they produce to lesser extent vasopressin men produce to majority extent vasopressin and minority extent oxytocin so they do get some of that bonding but vasopressin actually makes them feel possessive like you were theirs this is my girl this is my wife And I want to protect her. I want to be her husband. She's mine and we love each other and I want to take care of her." That's kind of where that comes from. So you want that coursing through his veins as much as possible if you're his wife. And so that's not something where you should try to play hardball and take it away. It's still on the table as far as you're concerned because you two are still married. After some time has passed where you have done those things and you have been committed to those and you need to do these things well. This is what you can do if your spouse wants a divorce. And so you need to do them well. But after time has passed, usually it's as long as you can get. Sometimes if they're starting divorce proceedings and they're trying to move out, you don't have very long. But ideally, you do this as long as you can before you would ask them if they would please consider rethinking this. So you're not saying, will you please not do this? Or will you please say you don't want this? You're asking them to please consider that they rethink it. So they're actually going to think about if maybe they would consider changing their position. So you see, it's a step before or it's not completely asking them to reconsider. It's asking them to reconsider reconsidering in the first place. And it is attempting to capitalize the things that you've done and how you've demonstrated that you can adjust and you can change and you can be a good spouse based on what they need. It's asking them to just kind of move in that direction a little bit because in time, A little bit plus a little bit plus a little bit is going to add up to something significant and that's what you need to focus on in this moment. This is a marathon. This is not a sprint and no matter what they say, you want to show them that you understand that you're sorry for your part in this deeply and that this is a regret that you will carry with you but that you still have hope that maybe one day that they could reconsider and things could change. Then it's about demonstrating this to them and maintaining positive interaction to restore some of the warmth and connection. So they actually might want to work on this. Hopefully they will a lot of times they do, and it's actually not that complex of a system, but it really works well. If you can apply it, remember to get my free mini course again at myexbackcoach.com click on the marriage tab and you'll see it free mini course. I suggest you go get that right now and then you can come back and you can watch another video that I'm going to have in the end screen here that's about what you can do if you're already separated. And if you've liked this video, please click like and please subscribe so that you can be notified when I have more videos like this. This has been Coach Lee and as always, thank you for watching.